Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Rob Roselli Show. And I'm excited to welcome the program, Rob Roselli. Rob, I never thought things would get this crazy. And I always say that since we've been doing shows for years. <laughs> and things get crazier. Well, things, things, things are certainly devolving in this country. The country's being torn apart. I mean, you're seeing the, the factions of different states wanting to secede now, Texas and the like, because of the... You just certain sections of the country just won't will never get along and i think we're coming to that conclusion and it's really countries coming apart at the seams is, is what i i guess in the panoramic is, is what's happening here and the president of the united states has been cut off from all communication i think he's down in texas somewhere and they're talking about impeaching the president although i don't understand how you can impeach somebody that's going to be out of office in about a week <laughs> anyway yeah yeah uh, absolutely. Unless it's a, pure, yeah. unless it's a it, purely political move. What were you going to say? Exactly. And the Republicans turn on. So they're already looking at two years down the road, Rob. And here's the thing. If people turn on Trump, then Trump's going to turn on all them and then they lose their office. So they're saying, hey, are you going to stand for Trump or not Trump? And we don't know what Trump's going to become after the after biden becomes president is he going to start his own conservative talk show is he going to buy newsmax you know we don't know what he how he's going to leverage himself because he already said he's going to give biden such a hard time so he, they're really putting the republicans in a corner aren't they with this impeachment well they are and it, it's really obviously it's obviously a political move so they can say so trump tries to run again they can say look you know this guy was impeached while he left office so they can say he left office under disgrace and, and you know you know all the, you can almost predict what what this is all about because i don't think they can they can't impeach him there's not enough time i mean the senate doesn't even reconvene till january 20th to take up the articles of impeachment and he'll already be Biden will really be inaugurated, so it doesn't make any sense, except that they're cheapening the, the impeachment process to use it as a political ploy, which is really disgraceful. But since when did these politicians care anything about the exactly. people the Constitution anyway? Exactly, and so, so you know, it's 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 something that oh my gosh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we just uh, the, who knows. So where do we go from here? You want to talk 1984, Rob, right? Yeah, I touched on this last week, Neil. And and just recently, you know, Nancy Pelosi, the California Marxist, introduced a law that you're no longer allowed to use male and female and Mr. and Mr. Mr. and Mrs. and son and daughter in Congress. And people thought, well, they didn't really think much of it. But that's a, that, people don't realize that that's a huge part of Orwell's 1984. And if you go on my site, <clears throat> boxofsunglasses.com, and you go to the Mystery Babylon ebook page, uh, Mystery Babylon is a whole other subject. You can, now, now you get into biblical prophecy, but what I did years ago is I, is I took aspects of Orwell's 1984, and what I did is I tabulated them and put them under and see where all this stuff is coming from. And really what, it, what I found is that it all traced back to the Rockefeller family and the Rockefeller fund and these things. So this is, this is going all the way back to the, you know, to the 19th century. 
that these movements really started, that these things have been funding. So what we're seeing today, people, I mean, people start to say, oh, this is Orwell's 1984. Well, it didn't just happen last night. Or it didn't happen with Trump. This has been going on for 100 years. Let me, let me just run down the list here. Uh, number one, the abolition of God. Now, of course, now where do you get that? You know, that's communism. I mean, you can't have God in a communist country because I mean, the state and the dictator becomes God. Then we have the public school system. And what, and what has been the number one enemy of God to get rid of God in society and the public school system, but evolution. And, you know, we've talked evolution on this show. We had the evolution debate some years ago, Neil, and, and yeah. what a scam that is. But so already you've got a bunch of godless, you have a godless society. I mean, it's still, it's, it's been implemented through the public school system and nobody can argue that fact. Then you got number two, you got family destruction. Okay, destruction of family. Again, it goes back to the public school system and massive government welfare and things like the great society. And you look what's happened to the black family in this country and it's, it's spreading to the rest of the nation. So they have the destruction of the family. And of course, it, again, and that ties into no distinction between the sexes and no marriage. The virus now, destroys be- the family too. It really does because there's no more connection to activities, church, anything. So the virus destroys the family, especially what's happening in California. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an active, that's a today, that's an active movement, but I'm, I'm talking more historically. Now, of course, you have the radical homosexual movement and the destruction of marriage and the destruction of the sexes, as I just mentioned, okay? And again, and who was behind it? Who was really behind the radical homosexual movement but a guy by the name of Dr. Alfred Kinsey, okay? I think he studied at Indiana University and he came up with all these theories and he was, of course, funded by the Rockefeller Foundation. So people can research Dr. Alfred Kinsey and his research, okay? And that's documented in a book called Sexual Sabotage. All right. But anyway, so you have that, you have that going for you. Then children ratting out their parents. This is, uh, happened in 1984 and already starting to see that. So any parents that, let, let's say the parents tell their children, you know, about the global warming or global cooling or climate change, it's getting to the point where children will rat out their own parents at the schools or if they speak out against the radical homosexual movement. As a matter of fact, I just heard there's a law here in New Jersey that they're going to start teaching kindergarten about gender neutrality and parents that speak out will will be subject to to legal prosecution. I got to check into that if that's true or not, but that's the type of thing that you're starting to see that ties into all these other movements. Okay, and then of course you have historical revisionism and what you have the founders of this this great nation, you know, not that they were perfect, but things like the 1619 Project and this, basically that this nation was a bunch of slaveholders and racist and how evil America was. So you're starting to see the historical revisionism. Again, it's all coming through the public school system. And then you had the Ministry of Truth. And what do we have is the Ministry of Truth, but the controlled public, or excuse me, the controlled news media, which is controlled by six corporations so you don't really get the truth out of the news media and anybody can see that. So you basically that's 
Yeah, it's scary. The, the tech the companies, part. how they're destroying things. And also now President Trump has been told he could never make a business deal in New York again. So really, this is no longer becoming free speech, anything. It's become, it, this is something that is unlike anything ever, what's happening in our society with censorship, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and you're seeing it with Twitter and Facebook. I mean, they, they can bounce out the president, they can bounce out conservative media. So, you know, you have basically you have CNN, MSNBC, you know, it's basically an arm of the, the Democratic Party, which the Democratic Party at this point, you know, in a few days is going to be in control of the government. So there's a lack of distinction between the major media and the Democratic Party. So there's your ministry of truth right there. They're controlling all the information, uh, centralized economic control. And of course, we have the Federal Reserve System, which we've talked about on the show many times. So you have central economic planning, which was never the intention of the Constitution. I mean, it's supposed to be a hard money system. A debt-free hard money system is really what's supposed to be. There's not supposed to be a central bank. It's illegal, but of course, it was voted into law in 1913, as we talked about, and that's where that's your centralized economic control. And then you have centralized political control. You know, again, two major political parties that really have merged into one. I mean, Trump came in and shook things up for a few years, but as we're starting to see, even the Republicans are turning on Trump. So there's really no distinction between the political parties. So you have centralized political control. Um, and then you have three world super states, okay? You have the European Union, you have the North American Union, and then you have Chinese and Russian loans, okay? And the Chinese and the Russians have recently become allies. You have the North American Union, you have the European Union, and I'm not sure those were attempts to to turn the world into three world super states, but again, Trump came in and kind of kind of ended the North American Union, but who knows, with Biden may try to re-implement that, and then there you go, you have your three world super states. And I'm not saying these world super states are going to cooperate, that's a totally different subject. And I, in fact, they will not cooperate. I, I can't see the Russians and the Chinese going along with this. But right now, you have the framework for three world super states, just, just as they had in, in Orwell's 1984. And of course, you have the endless wars. Okay, the, the country was always at war in World War 1984, just as we are always at war. Yeah. This, this so-called war on terror, these endless wars. And, and Trump, that's another thing Trump was trying to end was the endless wars. And in fact, he was up for two Nobel Peace Prizes for, for that all got it's, buried. It's, in it's, it's, a, it's a sad situation, news. what he did. But what is your take in this whole thing where he's not taking responsibility for this whole uh, riot at the Capitol, they're using this as a as a ploy to destroy his presidency completely. Well, that's what it is. Look, they're they're looking to they're looking to make Trump a political politically dead and buried, and, and so they're using these. Of course, that's the fuel behind the the whole impeachment uh, charade. Is they're using it to just get rid of Trump, not not just get rid of him now, but obviously this this is a ploy to get rid of him in the future to, from starting any political movement, from doing anything, from being any kind of a nuisance to the new world order is, is what they're trying what they're trying to do. So it's not just to prevent him from, from running for president again; it's to prevent him from from doing anything. 
to disrupt this Orwellian process that we're going through the process of describing right now, or, or not disrupting it, but letting, allowing the evil powers that be to finish the process off. I mean, Trump was basically a bull in a new world order China shop, and this is why they hate him so much. I need to get rid of him uh, post haste, and it's what they're doing. Um, but let me just let me just continue here with the Orwell's 1984. There were just a couple more things. Uh, you had selective elimination of undesirables, or something called the memory hall. Of course, that's a destruction of history, but um, you're starting to see that now, okay? With Trump supporters, anybody that was anybody that was at that Trump protest or the you know the Trump rally, you know, last week. It, just as an example, I mean, they're being outed, they're being fired from work, and they're going after them with a vengeance. And the Democrats are already talking about um, just a total destruction of anybody that supported Trump. So under the undesirable will be right now are Trump supporters. And of course, you had the eugenics, the whole American eugenics movement, and the AIDS virus, which we've described on the show, which was which was part of it too. I mean, you know, they screened out several you know, tens of millions of sub-Saharan Africans, okay, and, and American homosexuals in this country used as guinea pigs in the AIDS experiment, as we've talked about on the show, and that's the whole eugenics movement, which is covered in my book, The Un-American Genocidal Complex, okay, and then you have two minutes of hate, and of course, how is that, rep you know, how is that manifested in reality? You have this class warfare with progressive politicians, I mean, you, you could see it, Neil, with, you know, tax the rich or the evil rich. Uh, you know, you have illegal immigrants now versus legal immigrants. You have black versus white. So you have all these divisions and the media and the democratic politicians bring out all these divisions between people. They divide people and they really get everybody in society to hate each other. And this is really, and that's representative of the two minutes of hate. And it's, and it's really coming through this class warfare that you're seeing disseminated through the media. So again, and the media is controlled by things like the Bilderberg Group, which I cover in my first book, They Live, Great Society, The Undead. I'm sure people have heard of the Bilderberg Group. So the major media outlet, they all belong to that. And that was, of course, started by the Rockefeller family. So, you know, David Rockefeller recently passed and I suspect has taken up his residence in Hades, um, but his legacy lives on through this Orwellian nightmare that he created, and that lives on through things like the Bilderberg Group and total control of our media and our political system. And you know that's kind of the that's kind of it in a nutshell. So um, this this implementation of Orwell's 1984 has been taking place over the past say say 100 years and it's, they're, they're trying to implement it now and we'll see how far they get i mean there's still 70 million trump supporters out there um so i don't know how you get rid of all those people so i guess i guess you know what we're heading for is a big mess we are heading for a big mess you hit it you hit the nail already, well it already is a big mess it's just yeah it, a bigger 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 mess so you know you know so you know um, and i and I, I stress people, boxofsunglasses.com, and I urge people, uh, you know, God's simple salvation plan. That's the only thing that's really 
that we know that's really true at this point, which explains why they're trying to get rid of the Bible. But we explained at the top of the list that the first thing that any communist or Orwellian society does is, is abolition of God. And again, they've done that through the through this so-called science of evolution, which is perhaps the biggest scam in, in world history. But anyway, again, that's boxofsunglasses.com and it's God's simple salvation plan. And of course, all my books are available um, to document everything that I've talked about. And there's some links on the website as well. Thanks again, Rob. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk soon, okay? All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, guys, that was the Robert Sully Show. Take care. Neil Haley here. Lensec has been a sponsor of the Neil Haley Show and Total Media Network for around a year and a half. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about Lensec. Lensec has been a pioneer in IP security videos since 1998. The company is a trusted security partner with experience around the world. Lensec has experience working with customers in higher education, K-12 education, government, public safety, critical infrastructure, healthcare, commercial, and more. The physical security experts at Lensec help customers develop enterprise solutions for their complex physical security projects using our flagship software, Perspective VMS. Lensec's enterprise-level video management software, Perspective VMS, is a browser-based software that streams and captures IP security camera video. The latest version of PVMS uses HTML5 interactive features in a thin client application that is designed to provide real-time situational awareness. Access control and other advanced features are integrated into a unified security platform, creating an ability to track behavior and movement while monitoring the live or recorded video. For more information, please visit lensec.com. And now back to the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the special simulcast of Freedom of Prediction, Truth Just Below the Surface, and the Neil Haley Show. And I'm excited to welcome the program, Reverend Wynn Henderson, MD. Wynn, how are you? And what's our topic for today? I'm doing good this morning, Neil. Our topic is intramuscular vaccines. What is the best? Question mark. And our guest uh, today is Dr. Mark Hayden. Dr. Hayden. Uh, has done probably 10 programs with us previously. And I would suggest that you go back and listen to all of them because he's going to fill you in on the most important things that have to do with the Corona-19 pandemic and vaccines and things like that. So Dr. Hayden is a graduate of the University of Alabama School of Medicine. He's uh, licensed in two states. He's on the front lines with respect to this COVID uh, problem, and he is a scientific researcher. Mark, it's nice to have you on the program today. It's great to be here, Wynn. So it's my pleasure to have you listening to the show today. It's my sincere desire for you to get something from it that will make your life richer, fuller, and in this time of coronavirus pandemic, safer. I'm Reverend Wynn Henderson as an ordained 
Christian minister and a retired medical doctor, I have a dual perspective to bring you content to solve problems in your life. Freedom from Addiction, Share Your Mission is the longest running single hosted and produced spiritually based radio internet show in America. It has been continuously running for the last 20 years. Uh, I introduce you to celebrities and non-celebrities alike who have something to say about the disease of addiction in its 30 plus different forms and about the importance of finding your mission or purpose in life and then acting on it. More recently, as an investigative journalist, I bring you truth just below the surface that you won't hear other places or you won't hear as early. So uh, we're gonna be talking with Mark today. Our topic is intramuscular uh, vaccines. So what's the best? So the first question uh, today, Mark, is Moderna and Pfizer, which are currently being distributed in this country, are different from adenovirus-derived vaccines from other countries like uh, England and Russia. Tell us the difference between what we have and what these other vaccines are. Well, Moderna and Pfizer use messenger RNA. As, and the adenovirus-derived vaccines have been around for decades. They've been tried on millions and millions and millions of people and been studied for literally decades. So there was a chance with the adeno-derived viruses to look for long-term side effects. Uh, the British are, are very smart people. The Europeans are, are smart people. And in fact, when we looked at messenger RNA, the Pfizer messenger RNA, that was actually not developed by the United States. That was developed by a German company. That German company would have never had the chance to bring out its messenger RNA virus unless it had, had a favorable legal environment. And so Pfizer and Moderna were able to bring out these messenger RNA virus vaccines when the long-term side effects of messenger RNA vaccines was not known. And in fact, it basically said that if you had gone to Wikipedia. The argument was when that Moderna and Pfizer came out and they would be able to make hundreds of millions of doses for Americans and that they would be able to make these massive doses and everything's going to be okay, just trust them. So Moderna and Pfizer actually got absolute protection from being prosecuted for any false claims they would make. And they would stand to make mil billions and billions of dollars. And they couldn't be prosecuted if, if they made false claims and people died from the vaccine. So well, they got immunity. Yes. And, uh, yes. It, it kind of brings into question. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. It brings and into so, qu question yes. whether or not the safety factors and other things are legitimate. We're going to be talking about that in just a, a moment. But um, so Pfizer and Moderna have immunity from uh, civil prosecution and criminal prosecution. And uh, so uh, Russia, Chinese, uh, England, uh, those uh, countries have viruses, vaccines that 
are not given immunity. And what you're saying, Mark, is that because of this, it's likely that it is safer to take one of those uh, adenovirus um, than the uh, messenger RNA viruses that people are taking today. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Now I, I'm going to I'm going to put a little twist on that. They have taken physicians completely out of prescribing the va- the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. So you don't go to your physician to get his medical advice. They actually remove physicians who are really supposed to be your trusted advisor. One of the reasons they did that is so that your physician can't report it when the, when the vaccines, the Moderna and Pfizer fail. Furthermore, that physician, hey, guess what? He would be liable in, in, uh, in, his, in his local uh, board of medical examiners if he, if I gave you a Pfizer and Moderna shot and a hundred people in a row had a serious reaction, ordinarily a jury would convict me. Guess what? That'll never happen with Moderna and Pfizer because they have absolute immunity. Then the, then the funny thing is, is that I saw on, on TV this morning that only 11 out of 65 people really want these vaccines because guess what? They don't trust the information. You, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's yes. so it's so nuts because here's the thing. Uh, now the again Wednesday will change everything, and there's still people that believe things are going to change Wednesday. Either way, uh, there will be a plan. If that plan is for a hundred million vaccines uh, to to happen, the people that are going to get vaccinated are not going are going to end up being the ones in schools frontline workers, uh, people, and we'll see if they have a choice or not a choice. You're not going to be able to go to a football game unless you get a vaccine. You're not going to be able to go to certain places and businesses might have force them to have a card that says you've been vaccinated, fly on an airplane. So the, the, there are lots of people right now saying they have a choice to take or not take the vaccine. That could change immediately quickly because the, the word's getting out, Dr. Mark, that it's not effective. Well, here's the thing. And let me say this about research. I admire people who want to be on the cutting edge. Okay. And, and, but there should be no immunity with it. And when you get information where people cannot be prosecuted for telling false statements, harming you or neglect when they have full immunity. And we're talking about civil from civil pro- total protection. It, it lends itself to very bad outcomes. You know, we had, um, we had this is not the way government is supposed to operate is that the people in your government get to do things and they're not held liable for it. And they, they don't have responsibility. That's not fair. And then they get upset because people don't trust them. Well, no wonder. Now, we just talked a few weeks ago about, guess what? It doesn't stop transmission. This week, we've had three people came in after they had the vaccine and they still have, and they get COVID in their mouth people that have pretty bad reactions, even the first 
first intramuscular shot, guess what? It's not, there's a lot of local reactions. They can have flu-like symptoms. They can have fever and chills. And guess what? We don't know what the long-term side effects are. Now, that having been said, I have suggested that people in nursing homes, is that a bad decision for people in nursing homes? People in nursing homes only have three years of life expectancy. They won't live to see the long-term side effects. That's not a bad idea. I also had a friend who was a who was a psychiatrist and he was retired and he's about 80 years old. And he asked me, he said, what should he do? And because he's 80 years old, over 80, and he's lived almost a year hiding in his home, unable to get out and socialize. I said, something may be better than, up, than nothing. And that is exactly basically what the FDA said, that something's, we're not sure how effective it is, but we don't have anything else. So we're going to give it to you. Let me break in here, and I want to talk about what uh, the CDC said about adverse COVID vaccine effects. I'm going to give you a list of possible bad effects from COVID-19. It's from the CDC meeting held October 20th of last year, uh, and the topic was the FDA's safety surveillance of COVID-19 vaccines. Listen to these. You can come back to a previous uh, podcast and check them out one by one. But here's what the, the CDC says are the possible bad effects from taking this RNA virus. Guillain-Barre syndrome, that's a paralytic syndrome. Acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, transverse myelitis. Encephalitis, myelitis, encephalotransverse myelitis, meningocephalitis, meningitis, and encephalopathy. Convulsions and seizures, stroke, narcolepsy and catalepsy, anaphylaxis, acute myocardial infarction, myocarditis, pericarditis, autoimmune disease, pregnancy and poor birth outcomes, other acute demyelating diseases, non-anaphylactic allergic reactions, thrombocytopenia, disseminated intravascular co uh, coagulation, venous thromboembolism, arthritis and arthralgia and joint pains, Kawasaki disease, multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children, other vaccine-enhanced disease, and the final one, death. And I understand that over 40 people already have died as a result of messenger RNA uh, injections. It makes you wonder, how safe is COVID-19 if the CDC, in conjunction with the FDA, says that you could get one or more of these bad side effects? Your opinion, uh, Mark? You know, I think that most of the, the life-threatening side effects are going to be rare. For those in very high-risk groups, something might be better than nothing. But, you know, the whole system, the whole FDA system and CDC system is built around making profits 
for the right connected people. And you're going to build a system, a health system around making profits that is not responsible to the average person. That's turning the entire American population into guinea pigs. And really, you are a guinea pig when you're not given the choice. If they ever mandate Moderna and Pfizer when there's no long-term data on what the five-year side effects are or whether it's even effective in high-risk groups, then that's basically what they've turned the American public into, guinea pigs for the benefit of corporate America. And no wonder people don't want to line up that are younger. Now, older, high-risk there's there's arguments for that and after but things be done with caution and slowly and should the people involved ever have immunity of course not but that's the way that's the way our country is beginning to be run and that's that is a real tragedy even when you look at this what is going to be the long-term effect on immunity in the second round of infection Meaning, it is 95% likely that coronavirus is not going away. It will continue to mutate. There will be new strains next year. Now, most of us, many people in America, have flu shots. But the flu shot we get this year is not supposed to affect us, adversely affect us for our immunity next year. Our immunity will run out with the Pfizer and Moderna. We don't know even how long or how good that immunity is. How is that gonna affect us a year from now when we see the next round? Will it make us hypersensitive to it? Will it actually make the reactions worse or the death rate worse? We just don't know. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with not knowing. There is something yeah. wrong. You know, right. there's something wrong with saying, hey, make billions of dollars and we'll protect you from the, from the liability of making false claims. Exactly. That's right. So that's, that, that's the concern we have. Dr. Hayden is that what, what's, I mean, the claims that everyone's going to think it's trusting. I got my vaccine, but we're not going to know for years if it's going to be right. advert that it's going to be long-term effects. Right. And, yes. And see, that's my rationale with Moderna and Pfizer. Anytime somebody's really old, my own father-in-law, he asked me about, I said, when he asked me and he told me, he said, hey, next week, I, he might get Moderna. I said, you know, that's fine. You know, he's he's older. I think he's got, my father-in-law, I think he's got maybe five years or, or, or maybe less or, or maybe a little bit more. He's still an active guy. I'm hope he hope, I hope he keeps working. But, you know, at his age, Moderna, and, uh, Moderna you know, it's not, it's, and I, it's, probably won't do him that much good probably do him might give him some benefit this season but would i ever ask my daughter to do it or my son that haven't had children of course not 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 my own family members that have a long life expectancy now my son has done inoculation and my wife has done inoculation she got my wife got did inoculation again last week and she had like two days of diarrhea she's able to keep working during the whole time but but guess what? Because the system is run for profits, then other things like what Vaxart does and have an oral agent that you just swallow a pill, they don't get the funding. They don't get the backing. The people that make the money get the backing. And then the people that make the money, they're above the law officially in this program. And that's wrong. Well, you know, you see 
lines of people um, miles long, desperate to get a vaccine that might kill them. And you wonder what's going on here? What is the underlying thing where everybody has to be vaccinated and vaccinated as quickly as possible without any respect to thinking about what the long-term complications of getting the vaccine is. And it just makes me as a medical doctor and scientists really concerned about what is happening. I had a dentist who was a friend of mine and he called me last week and he had just gotten the, the, the shoulder vaccine and he, he felt just terrible for like two days. He couldn't get out of bed and felt awful local tenderness, uh, severe body aches. And I told him, I didn't think it would kill him because, uh, but I also told him that he had probably been exposed to patients to low dose exposure. So a lot of people have low dose exposure and they don't know that they're partially immune already. Then they get a vaccine and they get a little bit of a hypersensitivity reaction to it. Ideally, the FDA would be measuring mucosal antibodies before they give the vaccine, but they're not even doing that. It's all about what's good for Moderna and Pfizer. It's all about what's good for corporate America. And, and that is, that's not the way, that is not the way to run healthcare. Now, I do want to point out this. What is more effective, Moderna and Pfizer or the adenoviruses? My guess is five years from now, when you look back, they were all about the same ineffectiveness. If you remember, they said there's never been an effective vaccine for the for coronavirus family. And yet most of the adenoviruses, they'll hit maybe 50, 60, sometimes they claim 70% effectiveness. But in the United States, where we give protection and we give billions of dollars to big companies, they get to claim 95%. Well, why not? Why shouldn't Pfizer and Moderna claim 100% effectiveness? Yeah, why not? It'll make their stockholders more money. And hey, guess what? They can never be prosecuted for it anyway. Why doesn't Moderna and Pfizer, while they're at it, just claim that it'll make you live forever? Because hey, guess what? You can't prosecute them for it. Why doesn't Moderna and Pfizer? That's right. That's where you're going. You're, it, it is a total hogwash to start doing these sorts of things with for-profit companies. It, it's, it should be criminal. It should be voted on by the people before you start handing total protection to for-profit companies. It's awful. Okay, Mark, so what is your advice to the people who are listening to you talk today about what to do today? Okay. Here's my advice. If you are in a very high risk environment. If, you're, if, you're, if your grandparents are in a nursing home and have a short life expectancy, there is nothing wrong at all with them getting a Moderna and Pfizer vaccine. Recognize that that may, may not be effective and it certainly won't prevent transmission for at least a month. But, and recognize too, but if that's what it takes for you to be able to visit your family member, then do it. Now, if you have a daughter 
or a son and and they have and you expect them to live for two or three decades or four decades when it is likely that the coronavirus will be keeping coming around year after year don't make a guinea pig out of them there is you know don't take the safest path wait wait and watch how others do and ask your government to to fund fully Vaxart and oral agents that can provide immunity through the intestinal path, because that is much better. It's much safer. And when you have the intestinal defense, you don't get the local reactions. You're not going to have the same degree, likely to have the same degree of side effects. And you're much better to have long lasting, much more likely to have long lasting protection. So we, we should have choice in America. And we should not have a government that is pushing things on us for profit and then giving those who are making billions in profit protection for misconduct. That is, there is a disease in America and it's more than COVID. There's something sick in our government. That is sick. That's what that is. So, um, you have uh, been on my show for maybe 10 times previously. You've yes. talked about intestinal inoculation as a alternative method of dealing with this as opposed to these uh, messenger RNA vaccines. And if uh, the people want to get a more uh, in-depth analysis, drill down on this, they can go by, back and listen to any of those programs. And I would recommend that they do that. But, you know, uh, Mark, my mission or purpose in life is to spread the message that there is a cure for all addictive behaviors. And as a spiritual cure, and the treatment program is profiled in my book, Freedom from Addiction 3, available on Amazon and wherever books are sold. My thing is, say, if you meet three simple criteria, everybody gets well. And I have two free resources where you can start your journey to find out about this. And you can follow a, a link to my podcast, which is free. And this is the one that I'm recommending that you go back and listen to Mark's program and so on. It's um, www.freedomfromaddiction.libson.com. And you spell Libson, L-I-B as in boy, S-Y-N. And the other thing is you can go over to my website www.revwinhendersonmd.com and use one of those things and educate yourself on the uh, coronavirus, on addiction, on purpose, on mission, on a lot of things and really appreciate uh, you being on the program with us today Mark and Neil for yeah, absolutely it's another great show go to neilhaley.com as well we're redesigning that and uh you can check out all the different resources and uh definitely check out uh dr win i mean reverend win henderson also on clubhouse uh, get ready it's uh i'm learning more and more about the platform i have 423 followers now on clubhouse and uh it keeps growing each and every day and uh it's another great resource to check us out and uh, soon he'll be speaking on certain topics. So I appreciate everyone tuning into the special simulcast and take care, everyone. Hey, thank y'all. Win. And
celebrity slots. Free spin. Free to play mobile social slot games in the likeness of your favorite celebrities. Making money. Spin to win celebrity experiences through sweepstakes. Free to download, free to play. Yeah, baby. What are you waiting for? Win meet and greets, celebrity merchandise, gift cards, and more. Download celebrity slots today. It's Andrew Shackin show time. I'm sorry, it's Neil Haley's show. I always used to saying that, Andrew. My it's show. Okay, Neil, but no hey, you know, it's fun. It's a new year, first new year uh, interview. And uh, happy new year to you, Andrew. And what's our topic today as you come on my show? Okay, this is the topic. The issue is going to be who gets the prize, or rather, what's going on with the Nobel Priest Prize Committee. And I'm going to get into this in a minute. Can I, can I go on? Yes, go ahead. Right, let me tell you, as you well know, and I have, believe me, I have the greatest respect for Barack Obama. Uh, he was president, and he did his work, whatever he did. But he got the Nobel Peace Prize about two weeks into his presidency. So I would like to know who gets the prize and why Why do they get it? Yeah, uh, what, what defines, example, what, what, what defines um, a peace prize, right? Yeah, what's to find it? Now, Obama got it, and so did Al Gore. And I'm not in a position, I'm on the ground floor, ladies and gentlemen, as a human being, and I'm not at the level of getting prizes like that. But I question what's going on here. The worthiness, do you think that being a prominent political figure holding office makes you worthy of this prize? I'm asking you. It depends if, you're, if you maintain peace in certain places. Uh, didn't 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 uh, President Trump? He brokered a peace uh, agreement with Morocco and with the United Emirates. He didn't get any prize. Uh, he, so what did Barack Obama do to get this prize? I don't know what he made peace. I guess by not. Well, I'd like to know. Come on, you should know. I mean, uh, no. he got it. He got it, didn't he? He did get it. Why did he get it? I have no idea how he got it. Do you believe that? Uh, that a person, because they hold a particular position, makes them worthy of anything in particular? Well, it's probably because, it's probably, Andrew, because he was a war hawk. He wasn't a war hawk. He didn't believe in war. He was not a big war hawk like people consider Trump. So based on, uh, you Trump know. Trump kept us out of a land war in Syria. Carter got, he, the Bush got us into Iraq, where a whole lot of people got killed, Iraqi and Americans. Probably for money and oil. So uh, Trump did not end it, launch us into a land war in Syria. He did not take American lives and put them in the ground. So he made the correct decision. He, in Vietnam, Johnson, as you well know, brought us into a, a disastrous killing war of killing. How many Vietnamese people were killed in that war? A ton. Um, you're right. A ton. See, he didn't get a, uh, quite did, a few. Did he get a Nobel Peace reason, Prize? Do you believe it was an? Do you believe in that anti-communist hysteria? No, that was it was not the right war to get into. So, but no, it wasn't. It was a mistake, wasn't it? Absolutely. So it was a mistake, but a lot of people got killed, right? Right. Exactly. What about Iraq? 
A lot of people got killed. There. That was for oil. Yes, not worth so it. So what's going on? Maybe it's all about money and, and, and money, essentially, these wars, huh? Yeah, but why? So you're, did Bush get a Nobel Peace Prize when he was president? Who? President Bush. Uh, Bush, no, but he, he didn't get it. But uh, Gore got it. And uh, Barack Obama, maybe, uh, with all due respect, the Nobel Prize Committee doesn't give it to conservative Republicans, but rather rewards our wonderful left-wing brothers and sisters. Maybe. I have nothing against them. They got a prize. I'm happy for them. But let me give you an example of why I think the Nobel Prize is all mixed up. Okay. And the New York Times, about a couple of years ago, 10 Christians, as you know, Christians are not very popular in the left-wing media. I don't think they are, particularly. Anyway, no. Agree. Uh, I, I have not really heard of a Christian broadcaster uh, speaking about his faith. Uh, have you? No. Or a Catholic? No. No. They don't make it in the media, do they? No, not at all. So uh, the New York Times said there was 10 Christians who went to Afghanistan to provide free medical care to people in poverty. As you know, in those areas of the world, whether Iraq, whether Iran, whether Afghanistan, these and Pakistan... The poverty is horrible, correct? Correct, absolutely. So uh, the secular press didn't give much about these people. They didn't have much to say. They went to Afghanistan as a Christian mission and concerned for poverty and the poverty-stricken people in the world, and they were uh, murdered. Uh, so um, and no mention was made. Why didn't they get any prize? They got no prize. They brought eyeglasses, they brought medical care, and they were killed. Why didn't they get a prize? Agree. Agree. You know, so do politicians deserve the prize and people who give up their, their lives on a religious basis to bring bring down poverty in other parts of the world? They don't get any prize. Not at all. So they give up their lives, and they gained, they were not recognized, they gained no prize, and the world, as usual, paid no attention to them. Uh, what's going on here? Why Why should Obama and Gore get any kind of a prize. They haven't done anything for peace. They got a, they got a, a fantastic job, which they got elected to. I'm very happy for them. But uh, they didn't do anything to, to, uh, that these people did to give up their lives for other people to help them. They didn't do that. Much to say about people like these sort of humble Christian people. They may be humble, they may not be. They gave up their lives and to help people in poverty in Afghanistan. It conferred upon them no prizes, yet it gives Obama and Gore a prize. Uh, do they deserve it? You have to make the decision if they deserve it or don't deserve it. Well, uh, but why don't these other people who don't occupy power positions, why don't they get any prize? Because I just, I mean, it's, Andrew, we, we guess have to look at in more ways, why people get the Nobel Peace Prize. We're looking at the Nobel Peace Prize involving uh, medicine and COVID-19, and that's another conversation that was on one of my other shows as well. Who who chooses this? Well, I know you're a Catholic, and I know you know the Catholic Church runs medical missions, school missions, and all all kinds of charitable enterprises all over the world, right? Correct. They do Catholic charities are a big, big, big enterprise. Correct? Yes. They're worldwide, aren't they? Yeah, they are. 
Catholic Church goes all over the world giving Absolutely. free medical uh, care. Absolutely. So, 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 all has, over the world, right? Has Pope Francis got the Nobel Prize yet? I don't think so, but the Catholic Church didn't get any prize, did they? No. Uh, as a matter of fact, they're largely ignored. As a matter of fact, Christians are persecuted. Yet they, the, the mission of the Catholic Church, the charitable mission of the Catholic Church, to me, is fantastic. They, for many hundreds of years, have gone into the most poverty-stricken areas in the world to give medical help, to give schooling, correct? Yes, correct. They have. Let's take a look for a minute at who I think should get the prize, the Salvation Army. Now, a lot of people don't think about the Salvation Army, but they do go into the most deprived areas in the cities in the world and give help to the poorest of poor people. They've been doing this for hundreds of years. They get no prize. The secular press and the left wing says nothing about these people, the Salvation Army, and what they do for humanity. I have passed Salvation Army posts in Manhattan, and I see what they're doing. They're in the most deprived poverty-stricken sections of the cities of this country and in the ghettos, giving as much help as they can. Do they get a prize? No. Why not? I don't know. Well, do you think that uh, some politician deserves any kind of prize as opposed to these people? No. You Again, but how do you define who wins this? Is it power, prestige? That gets well, it? You're, really, you're really saying that who wins it is a matter of power. Correct. That seems to be, doesn't it? Seems complete. If you don't have power, you don't get anything. Exactly, Andrew. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Catholic Church doesn't have much, enough power to get any. Uh, no, get because anything, because it's it? not secular. It has to be secular in nature. Right. So, uh, all I can say is that uh, I know the Salvation Army goes into the slums and the cities all over the United States and the world giving medical help, giving food, whatever it can give. These people, who these Christian people, and I'm not saying Christians have any more charitable uh, commitment than anybody else. They may not. But these people are in their graves in Afghanistan, and the secular press had nothing to say. The Nobel Prize people had nothing to say. They have nothing. The, the secular press, the Nobel Prize has nothing to say about these people. So I'd like to know what's going on, that only politicians get prizes. And people who give, and the Catholic Church, who, and the, who, who sends missions all over the world, medical missions, school missions, etc. Why don't they get anything? I'd like to know. Please, ladies and gentlemen, give me an answer. Who should get the prize? I want to know who should get the prize. All right, so Politician or the Catholic Church and the Salvation Army. So, give me an answer. So shackandshow.com. Check it out. He, his Twitter's there, all that stuff and stuff, and check him out. And I appreciate you coming on, Andrew. Great point to look at the new year. Who gets the Nobel Peace Prize? And there you go. There's your take, Andrew. Okay. Take care. All I'm saying is, uh, do you have to be have political power to get it? It seems that way. It seems like that completely. Thanks again for calling, Andrew. Bye bye. You listen to Neil Haley's show, and we'll be back in just a moment.